Chapter 46, Under Construction The bus from Shanli Urfa returned us to Osmaniye, 200 kilometers north of the Syrian border. It was now October the 19th of 2002, and we walked with energy, breezing through towns such as Erzin, Dortyol, and Eskenderun. Our steps were light, matching our mood. Our laughter and ease reflected back to us in endless greetings and invitations to eat and drink. I enjoyed those days of walking in a way that I had long missed. We had started an arduous climb towards Belen when we came across a stretch of road that was under construction. At that moment, about 50 workers were sitting in a long file along the side of the road, enjoying their break. It was awkward enough being stared at under normal circumstances, but that day, despite Alberto's disapproving glance, I had chosen not to wear a bra because of severe chafing under my breasts. The wind was strong and blustery and plastered my loose clothing against my body, accentuating every curve. Moni, walk behind me, he commanded, his voice as tense as his face. I charged ahead without responding, fed up with all of it. Alberto eventually caught up to me, and we walked into Belen together. The tension that had charged our prolonged silence was now replaced with fatigue. It filled our every movement in our hostel room that evening until it finally collapsed. I can't do this anymore, Moni, Alberto agonized, his voice cracking, his eyes filled with tears. As hard as I try, I can't control my emotions. I can't stop my negative thoughts. I've lost my trust in people. I've lost my love for them. Worse yet, I expect the worst from them. This is not who I am. I can't live trying to control every part of our relationship to make it the way I want. I can't fight my demons anymore because the harder I fight, the bigger they get. Whenever I think I've defeated them, They come back, more painful than ever. I am so tired of fighting. I looked at him in silence, weary on all levels. I am so sorry, he whispered, gazing at me with such sadness. You have a gift and a way of being with people that inspires their confidence. I don't want you to lose that because of my insecurities. It's not fair to you. I want you to be free to be your beautiful self, with or without me. So are you saying it's over? I asked. I won't ask you to stay with me, but would like you to, he answered despondently. The only thing I know how to do right now is to surrender everything. My need to control and protect our relationship, my jealousy, my fears, even my way, all of it to the universe and trust that all will be well. We wept in each other's arms for a long time, for what appeared to be the end of our relationship. Our exhaustion brought sleep, from which I awakened all too soon. I found Alberto reading through his diary, in a contemplative mood. He looked over at me, and from his diary began to read in a soft voice. Nothing is more important than love. We are all brothers. I must see the good that's in every person. Positive attracts positive. Negative attracts negative. What we most fear, we end up hating. 
And this sum of negative energies is so powerful that it attracts more of what we most fear and hate. Without these experiences, we would not be aware of the quality of our thoughts and have the possibility to change. This is the process of growth, of love. He then looked at me and added, I choose to trust in me. I choose to trust in people. I choose to trust in love. We continued past Antakya and Harbiye, and now moved to the border town of Yailadagi, a few kilometers from the Syrian border. We were alone on this desolate road and crossed paths with farmers and villagers, all of whom stopped to offer us food and drink. The few drivers who passed us offered us a lift. Being so close to Syria, I was speaking in Arabic and feeling comfortable with people. Alberto was also relaxed and encouraging me to be myself, which I took as a great sign of his recovering faith in himself and me. With less than 10 kilometers to town, we came upon a section of the road that was under construction. A car with two men pulled over and offered us a ride. We refused with our thanks and asked if there was a bar nearby since we were out of water. One of the men, a tall middle-aged blonde man with kind eyes, said something about four kilometers away, and so we assumed that he was referring to a bar. They drove away, but returned within a few minutes with a large, cold bottle of water. We thanked them profusely, but the blonde man kept saying something about four kilometers away, and so we agreed to meet them there. We finally arrived at an area with many flags, trucks, parked bulldozers, and several makeshift buildings, none of which looked anything like a bar. Would you like some tea? A man's voice called out in English. He stood in the doorway of one of the buildings, motioning for us to enter. We thanked him and followed him inside to a simply appointed office, where we were surprised to find the blonde man who had brought us the water. Our translator introduced him as Fethi, the manager of the company doing the road construction. Our tea break turned into an invitation to dinner and an offer to spend the night. I had no idea in what condition these men slept, but would not refuse their heartfelt hospitality. Clearly delighted with our decision to stay, the men accompanied us to another building and opened one of the nondescript doors. In the clean space where we stood were two single beds separated by a simple nightstand. Each bed was made with clean white sheets and blankets tucked in around the edges. The modern washroom gleamed. Feti smiled at my obvious approval and told us to hurry to dinner. The shower was hot and invigorating, and after an almost 40-kilometer walk in the mountains, I desired nothing more than to crawl under those crisp white sheets. Alberto nudged me outside, following the sound of excited chatter to its source, a passionate game of tawla, backgammon. Watching their spirited animations and their attempts to engage Alberto in their revelry, I couldn't imagine a more fitting way to spend our final evening in Turkey. The food was plentiful and delicious, and the company kind-hearted and authentic. More than welcomed, I felt loved. What made this experience all the more unforgettable 
was that we were among construction workers, all men, lost in the middle of nowhere. A month earlier, this would have been unthinkable. Alberto had finally surrendered his fears and need to control, and the world had responded in consequence. On the eve of walking into Syria, this would stand out as one of the highlights of our time in Turkey. Thank you, Turkey. Teşekkür.